0: Kelly show. Let's have some fun and I am stuck in DC. So you are my refuge for the night. We have somebody coming on in an hour and a half. John Hayward is his name with Breitbart. He's going to talk about why Democrats are going all in. We have a lot of talk about the whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing. Got some good audio from that. It's going to be a show where we get so many emails. It's, it's, it's going to be a great show. But I do want to begin with this, and let's just have a chat, just you and me. Should you hate Democrats? Now, maybe not individually, right? Your neighbor, your cousin, your uncle, whatever, your wife. I don't mean individually, but should you hate them? Let's, let's pause on that for a second. Let's pause on that. I saw a headline just, just before the show came on. And, in fact, I saw a couple of them. And then I heard an audio bit, and it just occurred to me that maybe, just maybe, you and me, we've been going about this whole thing wrong. Now, what, what am I talking about? Uh, Jimmy Kimmel last night. I know you didn't watch. I see the numbers. No one watches. But Jimmy Kimmel, you know, he's the guy. He used to be funny, and then he turned into a communist, and now he sucks. This was what Jimmy Kimmel had to say last night. Chris, play Kimmel.
1: Americans really aren't happy with this vice president, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris has an approval rating of 28%, which is makes no sense because she basically has nothing to do. I mean, it's like... <laughs> criticizing a backup quarterback. Tom Brady's okay. I don't love the way Blaine Gabbert has his legs folded on the bench. I have to be honest. Kamala's approval rating uh of 28% is even lower than the 30% who approved of Dick Cheney in 2008 after he shot a guy in the face. I think I know why Kamala's ratings are low, besides sexism and racism, which are the obvious ones. It's because whenever she's next to Joe, standing I got, near him, I got it, I
0: got it, I got it. She looks like sexism and racism. That's why they don't like Kamala Harris. Now, don't roll your eyes yet, stay with me for a minute. Stay with me for a minute. Saw this headline out of New York. This is out of the New York Times, actually. Why is New York closing six prisons? I'll explain how these are connected in a second. And then I saw this right before the show came on. This is from 5:38 at RAG. Why white voters with racist views, often still support black Republicans. And then they show a picture of the new lieutenant governor of Virginia, Winsome Sears. So let's go back to what I asked in the very beginning. Should you hate Democrats? And I'm going to answer this with the most anticlimactic answer in history. Why does it matter? it doesn't matter whether you hate them or not it really doesn't what does matter is this it does matter that you understand what you're dealing with and treat them accordingly you are not dealing with just a different person who just kind of has a slightly different outlook on life look we're all living here just look we're just trying to get by make america a little better make new york a little better kamala harris trying to make america better We're, we're just trying to get by no no you need to deal With the modern-day Democratic Party, again, JFK's gone. Set that aside, you older blue-collar Democrats. He's gone. Even Bill Clinton, gone. That Democrat is gone. The normal American, no matter where you fall on the right, the normal American now has an obligation, hatred or not, to treat Democrats as if they are clinically insane. And I know we've we've been fond of saying things like that forever. These people are crazy. What, what is that old saying? Uh, liberalism's a mental disorder. Although we're fond of saying that, and it's been a fun saying, but we have an obligation to treat them that way now. And don't get me wrong, I'm not thrilled about that. That's clearly not a great place to be, but how else should we deal with people who live in an alternate reality that doesn't exist at all. How how are you supposed to deal with that? How, how are you supposed to deal with that? You can't deal with that. You must attempt to defeat it and eradicate it and get it out of the political process because there's no patching things up with Jimmy Kimmel, who thinks Kamala Harris has low approval ratings because of racism and sexism. That is a human being. I don't, I'm not even saying he's a bad human being. I don't know him. I'm not God. But that is a human being who resides completely in a world of make believe. The person who wrote this article, Why White Voters with Racist Views Often Still Support Black Republicans. I don't know whether or not that person's a good person or not. I don't know whether you should hate them. I don't know. I won't pretend to know. But I do know this. Every single item in this article, every single bit of it, it was written by a person who resides in Neverland like Peter Pan. He does not exist in the real world. And that New York article from the New York Times: New York Governor Kathy Hochul closing six prisons. What? Uh, New York is currently being ravaged by crime. Have you seen the headlines out of New York City? They keep getting these horribly violent criminals in, and they're just turning them loose, just right back on the street. Oh, no bail. It's fine. Go right. Back. And then they're going right back out and murdering people. But in the mind of the modern day communist, the Democrat. Well, we'll just, uh, th- look, they're only committing murders because uh, they were oppressed. They're, 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 they've been oppressed somehow. Uh, America sucks. Anyway, uh, turn them loose and they won't do it again. Well, everyone knows they're going to do it again. You're turning loose mo- multi- multiple-time felons with long, violent histories. They're going to do it again. And every single human being who resides where you reside, where I reside, right here in the real real world, they know they're going to do it again. So how do you reason with Governor Hochul of New York? With Jimmy Kimmel. You know what, Chris, play it one more time for me again. Here's
1: Jimmy Kimmel again. How do you reason with this? Americans really aren't happy with this vice president, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris has an approval rating of 28%, which makes no sense because she basically has nothing to do. I mean, it's like (laughs) criticizing a backup quarterback. Tom Brady's okay. I don't love the way Blaine Gabbert has his legs folded on the bench. I have to be honest, Kamala's approval rating uh, of 28% is even lower than the 30% who approved of Dick Cheney in 2008 after he shot a guy in the face. I think i know why kamala's ratings are low besides sexism and racism which are the obvious ones it's because whenever she besides
0: sexism feel- and racism kamala harris's ratings are low because she is quite possibly the most inauthentic human being in the history of mankind and every single person on the planet can see it This was Kamala Harris today. She's currently in France. You know, we have a migrant caravan heading to the border. So, of course, the the border czar is over in France, yucking it up. This was Kamala Harris in France.
2: With us in government, we campaign with the plan. (laughs) Uppercase T, uppercase P, the plan. And then the environment is such that we're expected to defend the plan. Even when the first time we roll it out, there may be some
0: glitches and it's time to reevaluate and then do it again. That was that was Kamala Harris. In case you're sitting there wondering what you're listening to or maybe you're sitting here like me, physically uncomfortable for her. That was her attempting to speak with a French accent. When she was talking to the French today, and even the French people there were looking at her. It was honestly, Chris, go ahead and put the video on the Jesse Kelly show Twitter account at Jesse Kelly show. Even the French people there, you can tell, you can tell uh, the look on their faces is priceless. It's all what's wrong with you? Are, Are you okay? Is there something wrong with you? But in their minds, in the mind of the Democrat, in the mind of the communist, now, people dislike Kamala Harris because of her gender or her skin color. You can't reason or compromise with people like that. It's not possible. We must commit all the way to defeating them. We must defeat them. I don't care whether you hate them or not. These people must be defeated so we all don't have to live in a world of make-believe. We have a great show for you tonight. We're gonna to talk about the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff that's all hot in the news next, but first, you know, my pillows on sale right now, and I don't just mean any of the other great products you can get at MyPillow.com. I mean the actual pillow, the one that started it all, the one that was originally sixty nine ninety eight. Right now, it's nineteen ninety eight. If you go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code Jesse, the pillow was nineteen dollars and ninety-eight cents. And setting aside how great the pillow is, you know I already have one. I mean pretty much everyone has one at this point. Let's just acknowledge once again that my pillow got itself run out of the big box stores because it was so adamant about speaking up on behalf of America and speaking out against the filth that runs this country now. They got run out of the big box stores hurting their own business so they could speak up for you and me, and in an era of corporate cowardice, that means so much to me. Go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code JESSE, get the best pillow on the planet, sleep like a baby, and know you put your money where your morals were. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. What, Chris? We can make jokes, it's fine. You got that right, The Jesse Kelly Show. it is the jesse kelly show stuck in washington dc for a couple days now don't get me wrong i'm thrilled about the veterans day event i get to do tomorrow that's going to be very very cool uh tunnel to towers obviously that great organization pays off mortgages for gold star families they have a big veterans day event they do at the lincoln memorial here and they read uh, they simply read off the names of everybody who gave their lives in Iraq and Afghanistan. I am honored I get to do some of that reading tomorrow, 20, 30 names, something like that. But if you happen to be in the area, um, I think 12 to two, I'll be in that area. Look, don't make it weird, but just come up and say hi. I'm seriously, you're all gonna come up and say hi if you're in the area, and lest I forget Happy birthday to the one and only United States Marine Corps. Yes, today is the Marine Corps birthday. I would recommend avoiding any bars tonight. It could possibly get hazardous out there. Marines are known for a lot of things. Controlling themselves late at night on Marine Corps birthday night is definitely not one of those things. I have seen some things, man. (laughs) Man, I have seen some things. All right. Back to what we were talking about. I don't know whether we should... Hate the other side. Individually, I know we shouldn't hate your an individual, your your crazy aunt on Facebook who still has four masks on and yells at you for not being vaccinated. Don't hate that person. Just have some pity on her, it's fine. But as a whole, I know we shouldn't we, we shouldn't be hating ants, but maybe communists we probably should. But it doesn't matter in the end, does it? If we're dealing with insane people, we have to deal with them, hatred or no, t- no hatred, as if they're insane. And the problem is uh, too many Republicans, too many people on the right either won't acknowledge reality because of what it means, because that, that is a pretty scary place when you think about that. I mean, think about that. Not only are these people on late night news shows, not only are they writing for 538.com. Chris, play number nine for me. This is the transportation secretary. The people who run our country live in a world that is not real. What, then, is the explanation for the labor shortage? Why are people not going back to work?
3: Yeah, look, this issue is real. Uh, talk to, uh, you know, certainly any small business owner, and we're seeing it a lot in the transportation sector. Now, There are a lot of things contributing right. to this. One of them is childcare, of course, which is why the president's Build Back Better vision is going to be good for the labor market. Also, some of these professions, frankly, uh, just need to be a better job. I mean, if you look at transportation and warehousing compensation in real terms, it is way down from where it was a generation ago that's a sign of some real issues with the quality of the job and we've got to work on that too
0: okay so you've brought it, the explanation down to one job trucking and the quality of the life the quality of that job but we have companies across america that are offering people 15 20 dollars an hour they're offering health care for the first time so before covid before biden There was a problem with child care and people still went to work. We are in a very different place right now. And I need to understand the the explanation for that. Is it the checks that many argue? Uh, What exactly do you mean when you say people want a better job?
3: so uh you know a lot of people did blame the checks but as we saw uh when the checks ended uh, this issue continued so we know that it goes deeper than that uh yes the child care issue is not new but it is uh, a greater crunch than ever (laughs) i think i
0: think we get the idea that is a human being who doesn't reside in the real world i mean don't don't look any further than our border look at our border right now and i realize illegal immigration isn't exactly hot everywhere but it's a huge issue it's remaking america we have already welcomed in a million i mean we don't even know what the number is because again they won't tell us that how creepy and wild is that we've already welcomed in a million illegal immigrants There is a gigantic migrant caravan on the way. We know for a fact, we talked to them, these people are all coming here because Joe Biden got elected and he campaigned on open borders. He campaigned on it. Since he got there, the country has been overrun, absolutely overrun and flooded. And what is their solution right now? Is it putting out a stronger message so they stop coming? No. Their solution is to publicly announce they're going to be handing $450,000 to illegal immigrants, which will undoubtedly encourage more. How do you negotiate with that? You can't. And people won't acknowledge it on the right because it's hard and it's scary. It, it's, it's easy to sit down at the negotiating table if you're trying to uh, buy my pickup truck. And we're going back and forth on that, and you want to get a good price on it, and I want to get as much money as I can, but we know in the end I want to sell my truck, you want to buy my truck, we'll haggle back and forth a little bit, as long as it's not Chris, and then we'll end up fine, we'll end up fine. But if I sit down and you're rubbing peanut butter all over your chest, and you're talking to the clouds, I I can't sell you my pickup truck, it's just not going to work. You're an insane person. These people reside in a world of make-believe. Shoot, I saw it at the airport today. I saw herds of human beings walking around double, triple masks, gloves on, just walking around like zombies. There's no... There's no reaching out to that person. I just, I brought it up on the show. I think it was last week. Some some couple lesbian mothers uh, with an adopted daughter, and the adopted daughter was sobbing in their arms in the hospital because she finally got a vaccine. Six years old. Six years old. Whoever twisted that child's mind up into thinking she has saved her life by getting a vaccine at the age of six from coronavirus, I don't know that that person can be reasoned with. I don't know that there's anything you can do to reach out to that person and let them know you're a crazy person and you need to come back. We must change our mentality. We must change our approach. And our elected officials, they're simply not there. They're not there. You still see them all the time. Well, our Democrat friends, what? You, even if you have an older school Democrat there, he's not your friend anymore, pal. He resides in Neverland. Hang on.
1: Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the
0: room. The jesse kelly show and once again happy birthday to my fellow united states marines have fun tonight fellas be safe out there be safe out there there are a lot of redheads out there all right avoid at all costs chris (laughs) all right all right don't forget we have john hayward with breitbart coming up about an hour from now He was going into the whole doomsday thing, how how Democrats are basically going all in, going all in really fast right now. And he's going to lay out why they're going all in really fast. It's stuff we've talked about before. So we're going to get to all that in a minute. But I I, want to bring this up once again. Kathy Hochul in New York, because it's a great example of what we're talking about. They're closing down six prisons. And I want to make sure I'm perfectly clear, clear about this. I don't want anybody, anybody tossed into prison for these brutally long sentences for nonviolent crimes. That's that's not what I'm saying. But we're currently in the midst of a crime surge unlike we've seen in a long time in this country. New York in particular. They're in, in the middle of a crime surge specifically because they're turning loose violent criminals who are going out and committing more violence and we're shutting down the prisons that is a person who resides in a world of make-believe you can't you can't reason with that person and what i was saying right before we went into break was this what you'll get from these republican senators and congressmen what you'll get is this well no i've known uh chuck the democrat for a long time yes i I, I know you guys go out and play golf badly on the weekends. I, I get that. That That's awesome. Good for you. And I know that the, the the Chuck the Democrat, your longtime friend, I know he was a fairly normal, run-of-the-mill Democrat 20 years ago when you met him. Kathy Hochul was a fairly run-of-the-mill, normal Democrat before she took over as governor of New York. Kathy Hochul was not in charge. The radical communist wing of the Democratic Party is now in charge, and they are not grounded in reality. In in here, listen. I don't even have to explain it. Our great friend Yuri Bezmenov explained it. Longtime listeners of the show will will understand this clip well. You've heard it a million times, and I've got to tell you, I'm never going to stop playing it because it's so good. Let me just set this up briefly. Yuri Bezmenov was KGB in the in the communist era of the Soviet Union. He defected, not actually to America, he defected to Canada. <laughs> Poor Yuri. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But he defected to Canada, and he sat down for, I believe it's an hour and 26 minutes. I haven't watched the whole thing straight in a while, although I've watched it several times before. It's on YouTube. He sat down with for an extended interview about communism and the Soviet Union, and specifically, specifically, what the Soviet Union was doing To Americans, because remember this about the Cold War, a lot of Americans, because our education system is rancid gutter trash, they don't understand when it comes to the Cold War, like they have in their minds that uh, we were going up against the big angry bear Soviets and and the Soviets, they wanted to attack. They were chomping at the bit. They almost attacked any second. Uh, the, The Soviets, yeah, there were some close calls, really close calls in the Cuban Missile Crisis, but the Soviets knew the entire time. They were not going to take on and defeat the United States of America. That's why they would take 90% of their budget, 90%, and spend it on the military. That's why the country sucked so bad. There was no money left over. They just, they knew, they knew long term they were never going to defeat America. Not like that. Certainly not militarily, not economically. They didn't have a chance. But they also knew something else. They knew. Our freedom, our nice nature, our Christian background, that extra tolerant, equal, everyone's equal nature. They knew it could be exploited and abused and they could infiltrate here. You should read the books about it. They rave about, I mean, it's really creepy to read about. They said, hey, look, we we could drive by your nuclear bases and take pictures and nobody would stop us. They said, if you tried that in the Soviet Union, you'd have your fingernails pulled out. In America, drive right up to one, start snapping pictures of the wall, And so Yuri Bezmenov, when he came over, he laid out how they got to us, how they tore apart our minds, and what it did, and you're seeing this everywhere today.
2: Ideological subversion is, is the slow process, which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American To such an extent, that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in in four basic stages. Uh, The first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of of your enemy exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into this... Stop soil real field.
0: quick here. Let's talk about this for a second, and we're going to get to the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff, and remember, you can email the show, Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, but what he's talking about the education getting to the kids. They always go for the kids. Mao knew it. Pol Pot knew it. Lennon knew it. They all not only knew it, they talked about it extensively. Realize this, and realize this well. This... American way of thinking on the right, that, oh, well, yeah, sure, these kids are socialists now, but they'll they'll grow up and switch sides when they get a paycheck. That is a complete fantasy, and that is a complete cop-out, a major cop-out. Kids, you know what kids know about life? You want to know what kids know? What you teach them. We are teaching our children to hate themselves, hate their parents, and hate their country. That's why college kids are crazy communists. Not just, well, that's what young people do. No, that's how they're taught. Go on.
2: The ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The demoralization process in the United
0: States... In ...real quick. Sorry, Chris. Stop for one second. Okay, so he said three generations. That was 1984. It's now 2020. Do the math. Do the math on what we're looking at. He said, let's call it 20 years for a generation to educate them. We now have two more. That's five generations of Americans. I oftentimes ask guests why, why does everything seem like it's happening so quickly? And it does, doesn't it? I know you wake up every day. I know every day you wake up and you look around and you say, you say to yourself, what, when did all, when did everyone go crazy? What? 57 genders. Everyone's racist. I don't I don't understand what happened. I, I, the the USNS Harvey Milk is our new naval vessel. What how how did this happen? It didn't happen all at once. What happened was we took five generations of Americans and taught them how to hate their country. Now they lead the country. I'm not quite done on this yet, and then we'll get to the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff, but have you still been using your Verizon and AT&T and T-Mobile? I mean, I hesitate to ask. I, I, I get it. I'm not judging. I've had Verizon. I've had AT&T. I've had T-Mobile. But are you still using those? You know the kind of advertising they do, right? And you know there's a company, Pure Talk, on the exact same 5G network as one of those big guys, and they don't trash America. They don't attack your culture. They believe exactly what you believe. Oh, and by the way, you're going to pay a lot less. The average family saves over $800 a year. Their CEO is a Vietnam veteran. Switching, you can keep your phone if you want. They just mail you a new SIM card. Or you get a steal on a new iPhone or Android. Go. Go right now. Right now, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly.
1: Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of
0: Jesse Kelly's show on a beautiful Marine Corps birthday. Well, I, it's probably beautiful for you i'm I'm in washington, d c. And, then, and it's not like flying didn't suck bad enough before <laughs> but now with the mask stuff it's just so stupid everybody walking around the airport with a mask on i was the only one when i hit dc i get off the plane and wham i'm ripping that thing off and i the sea of people around me i was the only one walking around without one on what has happened to this country all right but back to yuri bezmanov don't distract me chris back to yuri bezmanov continue
2: The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already uh, for the last 25 years. Actually, it's over-fulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and and all his experts would would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it... Pause.
0: It has reached such levels, not even Andropov would have, you know... Uh, dreamt of that kind of success what's he talking about well here's what the communists didn't fully get now don't get me wrong the soviets they were very very intelligent when they decided to export their disgusting ideology in here and they took it into academia and they took it into hollywood though and of course the newsrooms because those are the most the, the, those are the places people gather their information it is it's where you get your worldview from your education system it's a big part of your worldview When you get to Hollywood, believe it or not, I'm not one of these anti-Hollywood people. I think Hollywood is really, really important. And every government in the history of mankind, good ones and bad ones, has understood plays, before there were movies, and then once there were movies, films were really important for having people figure out right from wrong. You look at all the gutter trash filth, that is pushed out there in movies today. And you can roll your eyes at this all you want. I do think it matters a lot. I think it helped shape my worldview that my old man had me sit down and I was watching John Wayne movies. I watched John Wayne movies. Now you can love the Duke or not. I personally love John Wayne, but there was a consistent theme, wasn't there? The brave guy, the good guy, standing up against the bad guys, good versus evil, right versus wrong, always do what's right, even if it gets you killed in the end. You can roll your eyes at those kinds of things. People do get values from the things they watch. What goes into your eyes and ears matters a lot. And, of course, the news the communists knew. They knew for a fact. They had a sympathetic ear, <clears throat> to put it mildly, when it came to the news. I brought up New York Times earlier today. Let's not forget, when Stalin was starving millions of Ukrainians to death, he was starving them to death. Walter Durante, one of the biggest journalists, if not the biggest journalist in the United States of America, wrote an article saying there's no famine over there, everything's fine, and that affected US policy. We were looking into it. We read the article and said, "Ah, oh, okay, I guess it's good." The news sadly matters a lot. It's where people get their information, if that's what you want to call that. It matters a lot. So what was Bes- Besmenov talking about about it reaching levels he never thought before? That's what's been hitting me lately. I look, I'm not 90, I'm 40. So this stuff has been creeping in for a long time, but when I was a young man, when I was 20, 25, I, of course, remember the normal college hippie radical. That wasn't hard to find. You've seen that kind of stuff your whole life. Now, how many of the most powerful, wealthiest CEOs in America are total nut jobs? A lot. Now? The president of the United States of America is a half functional nut job. The speaker of the house, she's an insane person. These people are nuts and they're at the highest levels in our society. Listen, listen to this person because we're going to come back to this. Chris, I want you to play cut one. This human being right here is not some hippie college radical. This person is currently nominated to be comptroller of the currency. Listen.
2: For certain uh, troubled industries and firms that are in transitioning, and here what I'm thinking about is primarily coal industry and oil and gas industry. A lot of the smaller players in that industry are uh, going to probably uh, go bankrupt in, in, in short order. At least we want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle climate change, right?
0: Hold on, hold on. What? We, we want them to go bankrupt and let's unpack just briefly how radical, how insane that is. Everyone knows about Mao's cultural revolution. If you don't actually, I'm going to, I'm going to talk a little bit about the cultural revolution here in just a second. So just bear with me on that. And Mao's great leap forward and all the people he killed, you know, we'll talk about that in just a second, but understand the great leap forward specifically it killed tens of millions some say 40 50 60 million chinese people that's a fraction of how many people would die if we were to lose the oil and gas and coal industry not just nationally internationally it would it, it would be a death on a scale like the world has never seen before it would make the it would make world war II look like nothing that human being is not some sociology professor at a lowly community college in Arizona that human being is currently nominated and could get in to be comptroller of the currency our lowest 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 level thinkers in this country I'm talking the communist thinkers they've risen to levels even the Soviets could never have fathomed before I actually have this thought sometimes when I think about all the communist scumbags of the past from Lenin and Trotsky and Stalin and all. When I think about all those guys in the past, and I, I have this thought and it's going to make you cringe because it makes me cringe. I have this thought. I wonder, I wonder how happy they'd be if they could see us now. What, what would they be saying if they could see us now? Uh, would they be just so proud of themselves? Man, that is sad. All right, we're gonna finish up with Yuri Bezmenov. I will talk a little bit about the Great Leap Forward, and then we're gonna talk Kyle Rittenhouse. Hang on. Mommy! Jesse Kelly show. Quick reminder. We got John Hayward coming up about 30 minutes from now with Breitbart. He's going to be good. We got to Ask Dr. Jesse coming up soon. Gosh, it's already Wednesday. E- email your questions in now to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Also, your love, your hate, your death threats, all, all is welcome, all is welcome. We're We're an equal opportunity show around here, Chris. <laughs> all your emails go right to Chris. He prints them out for me. I read every single one of them. We're talking about how we're dealing with people now who live in a world of complete make-believe and that's so hard for us to accept because it changes everything about how you deal with these people. It changes everything. If you and I get married, let's say you're a dime and you and I get married and let's say I think we need new drapes. Not that that's something I would ever actually care about, but let's say I need new drapes. And you, you disagree, but you love the house too and you want the house to be better. And you say, no, I really think we should go with some kind of uh, fancy shutters there or something like that. That's fine. We'll figure that out. We're both just in there trying to make the house better. But if I'm in there and I say, "I I think we need to get some new drapes and you say, no, I think we need to set the kitchen on fire. There's no there's no coming together. There's no middle ground. We're not, we're not going to work this out. Chris, pick up where we left off. We're, again, we left off with the great KGB defector Yuri Bezmanov, and he was talking about how the Soviets came over here. They infiltrated our education system, Hollywood and journalism. They created generations of Americans. We're at five generations now of Americans who've been taught to hate themselves, their parents and their country. And he's now, he just got done talking about how it's reached levels that they never thought possible. I mean, it's up to the presidency. Now they have it all CEOs, everybody. And now he's going to go on and talk about really the central theme of what we've been talking about tonight is these people that there's no reasoning with them. They're gone. Go ahead.
2: A tremendous success most of it is done by Americans to Americans thanks to lack of moral standards as I mentioned before uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore a person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information the facts tell nothing to him uh, even if I shower him with information with, with authentic proof with documents with pictures Even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it.
0: That's where we are. We are not dealing with people who can be reasoned with. And the reason I'm so adamant about this now, the reason I'm going off on this today, and I am going to get to the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff, although I'm sure you've heard everybody talk about that. But the reason I'm going off about this today is this. Just full disclosure, I might as well lay it out for you. I've been traveling today, as you know, I already brought that up, had some time to kill in airports and airplanes and whatnot, ended up going back and forth with uh, one of our United States senators a member of his staff not the senator himself a high up member of his his staff that I'm very close with I, I, you know I know a few senators but I, the staffers and whatnot I know a bunch of them too and we were going over some of the behind the scenes things members of Congress and senators are thinking the, what they're thinking for the future because right now what's happening is Democrats in the House and Senate they're preparing preparing to be in the minority after the midterms they understood They pay, they paid attention on Tuesday night they understand. Uh Oh, there's probably no coming back from this. It's about to get really bad. They get that Republicans. I mean, you could say they're spiking the football a little early and they undoubtedly are, but they are already sitting there and they're doing that rubbing their hands together thing. See, I do my own sound effects for the show, rubbing their hands together thing where they're thinking, oh man, we're about to have it all. And they're trying to figure out which direction to go. And this is the reason I've been going off about this tonight. I was talking with this guy today, and here's what he told me. He said, Jesse, understand this. A lot of them, they do know what time it is in this country. They are aware we're dealing with an anti-American death cult of communists now. They do get that, but they're just not sure politically how to approach it. They're not sure if they should approach it that way. They're not sure how aggressive they should be if they take over in the midterms. They wanna talk about things like bipartisanship still. And this is, this honestly, that is the main reason why I've been going off on this since the beginning of the show tonight. It's driving me insane. We are not dealing with people who will negotiate with us. We're not dealing with people who have any interest in improving the house. We are dealing with people trying to burn the house to the ground. We don't have options to come together and compromise with that person. Listen to this person. Listen to the Commerce Secretary today, Chris Cutfour. Listen to the Commerce Secretary. Remember, when you hear this clip, Americans right now, maybe you're not in this situation, and I hope you're not, I hope you're doing well, but Americans across the country, are not able to fill up their cars with gas. Or if they are, they're already changing Christmas plans because of how much, how much money it costs. And this is the commerce secretary.
1: If you were still governor of Rhode Island, I understand you're not. Would you be hoping or asking for the president to open up the strategic petroleum reserve? Again, I think it's premature to say what I would be saying to the president is I would, I would just ask him to keep doing what he's doing.
0: Keep. I'm sorry, Chris. Did I have did I have that right? Keep doing what he's doing. I did have that right. Right,
1: Chris. If you were still governor of Rhode Island, I understand you're not. Would you be hoping or asking for the president to open up the Strategic Petroleum Reserve? Again, I think it's premature to say what I would be saying to the president is I would I would just ask him to keep doing what he's doing.
0: Keep doing what he's doing. These people are not interested in picking out new drapes for the house. They're not interested in the color of paint. We're going to paint the bedroom. They're trying to light it on fire. And unless we approach things like that, we're never going to defeat them. And this is why I've said this before, and I realize at first it makes people uncomfortable till they hear my explanation, but this is why I have moments where I wish I was a communist. Now, no, I don't, I don't want to be part of that anti-human death cult. That's not it. But at least they're committed, man. They are committed all the way. We have, again, John Hayward with Breitbart's going to talk about this about 15 minutes from now. But we have Democrats knowingly committing political suicide right now, going all in with every bad thing just because they're that committed to victory. They want total destruction of this place. What are we going to do about it? How are we going to approach it? These people, look, I'm looking at this headline right here, you tell me, tell me how We can come together and compromise with these people. The headline is this, how climate change threatens pregnant women and their fetuses. Well, for one, wow, look at the communists, all of a sudden very, very concerned about the baby in its mother's womb. Wow, that's so weird. I. I guess all it took was a little climate change, and now those are human beings again. That's, that's interesting. That's interesting. But let's go another route. Climate change isn't real either. Now, acknowledge that climate change is not real, not man-made. I mean, the Earth goes through different patterns weather-wise, always has, always will. That's not new. That's, I mean, it's biblical, for Pete's sake. Chris, it's even in the Old Testament. <laughs> Quit. Anyway, climate change is not man-made. It's not real. I promise your SUV and that plastic soda bottle, they're not changing the climate of the earth. And you're an absurd conspiracy theorist if you think it is. Okay, so climate change isn't even real. Now let's unpack everything that is happening right now, every policy being laid out, not just by Americans, but by the West in the name of something that isn't even real talk about achieving like yuri Bezmenov said Talk about talk about getting to levels like you never thought possible you the entire west just had a big meeting to figure out how to make itself poorer in the name of climate change which doesn't exist while china is building coal plants by the dozen <laughs> it's it's madness i know you feel it too i sure feel it all right we're gonna, you know, we're gonna change the subject to something brighter and sunnier. Let's talk about me in just a second, but first, let's also talk about something else, like I don't know, allergies and how awful, miserable they are because I made a mistake. As you know, I'm in Washington, D.C. And you know that I used to have really bad allergies and now I don't have them anymore because of the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, these incredible air purifiers. I own three of them and I have them all over my home. I don't even have allergy medication anymore. I forgot I should take one when I travel. They're so small and compact, they fit right in your suitcase and I need to take them and plug them in in my hotel room and I forgot. So I'm going to show up tomorrow and I'll be snotting around like some kind of dork on the radio but you can get three right now for under $200. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE3, that's Jesse and the number three, EdenPureDeals.com, you get three for under 200 bucks. That's $200 in savings. Go enjoy the best air purifier I've ever had.
1: You're listening to The Oracle. You're gonna love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show.
0: It is the Jesse Kelly show, and that's really not nice, Chris. That's really not nice, especially when I'm in D.C. and you're back in Houston. He's playing that mean song because I said I was going to talk about myself. You know what, Chris? Now I'm not going to talk about myself. So then, now the song you just played doesn't mean anything. It's just pointless and stupid, like you're stupid. Let's talk about Kyle Rittenhouse for just a second. Remember, we got got the great John Hayward coming up about 10 minutes from now. Talk about these doomsday Democrats. Let's, let's go over what's happening right now. Chris, I want you to play cut seven and I want everyone to understand this is the judge in the case and he's yelling at the prosecution in the case. This is pretty much all you need to know about how things are going.
3: First of all, your honor, this was the subject of emotion. I'm well aware of that. And the court left the door open for
1: me, not for you.
3: My understanding of you
1: should have come and asked for for reconsideration. You did on the one motion and in fact I granted your motion, but uh, I said I denied it or I indicated a bias towards denial is what I did, held it open with a bias towards denial. Why would you think that that made it okay for you without any advance notice to bring this matter before the jury? You are already, you were, I I was astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence. That's basic law. It's been basic law in this country for 40 years, 50 years. I have no idea why you would do something like that. And it gives, um, uh, well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So I don't know what
0: you're up to. Well, this is going well. <laughs> Look, let me let me just, on a, on a broad level, let me just explain something. Uh, now, I, I know you're going to find this shocking because you know how highly educated I am with almost three years of community college credits, but I'm not a lawyer by trade. I know. I know. You're blown away right now. But I do, sadly, know quite a few of them. My sister's one. I I know a bunch of them. So I did do some reaching out because I didn't want to just go off internet videos. I wanted to know how's it going? What am I looking at? or What's going on with the Rittenhouse thing? And it was universal. Universal. They all said, oh, the prosecution is not only failing terribly, they look like complete amateurs. One of my buddies said, honestly, it looks like it's the first time he's ever had a trial. That's how bad it is, and it's not the first time, but that's how bad it looks. Why is this happening? Understand, there's another thing that you're going to have to accept, and I'm going to have to accept, and this sucks, it's dangerous, it's hard, but it is true, and we're going to have to accept it going forward. The communists, speaking of them getting to places where they never imagined they could be, they have been outstanding at something that we've been really bad at, and that is them getting to the DA level. They are becoming the prosecutors across America, and they're major, major rich donors. You know, Republican rich donors, it's just a difference in philosophy. Frankly, the communist one is way better, but Republican rich donors... They'll raise money for a senator. They'll raise money for a congressman. Oh, you're running for president. Let's have a a $10,000 plate dinner. Yeah, that kind of stupid stuff. Democrat billionaires, the communists who raise money for them, they'll throw a massive fundraiser for a DA in Philadelphia. You, right now, you're a person who pays attention to politics. I know you do. You're listening to the sound of my voice. If I were to hold a gun to your head and tell you, give me the name of the D.A. in Philadelphia, you're a dead person. You are because you don't know. You don't even have any interest in it. And I'll be frank. I don't either. But that's what's killing us. The communists have understood politics is local. All politics is local. They don't have to take over the United States House of Representatives. Look what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Look what happened there. Some piece of crap named named Jacob Blake on camera yanks out a knife, goes after a cop, gets shot, resisting arrest on camera. And this is a criminal, a, a, a known criminal. The city breaks out in riots because Antifa and Black Lives Matter come storming into town and start burning the place to the ground. Some people in Kenosha, like they did other places like Minneapolis and whatnot, stepped up and said, no, you're not going to burn down this business. You're not going to burn down this shop. You're not going to do this. And they stood guard in front of these places. Two of those guys on camera, actually three of those guys on camera, attacked Kyle Rittenhouse and they, oh, remember this is not me guessing. I'm not reading about this from this blog or this newspaper I've seen the video and it's video available to you right now You could go online and watch the video on camera. They're attacking these street animals or attacking this innocent kid. No record He puts two of them down wounds a third He's on trial for murder What? That's because they put in their DAs. They don't have to be good. They weren't looking for somebody qualified. They were looking for yet another loyal communist who will spring the street communists free and throw the book at anybody on the right. Let's just be honest about this right now. Kyle Rittenhouse, a 17-year-old man, goes in to protect a community? As he should as men do it is the obligation of men to protect their country and their communities I don't care how sexist you think that sounds that is a fact of life he stepped up when others wouldn't was attacked defended himself he's on trial for murder how could this happen Jesse how could how could injustice like that happen? well it's not complicated Go find a DA who believes what you believe, and that DA will commit himself, as many DAs across the country have, to making sure your political opponents get the book thrown at them. And your political friends, well, I mean, it's okay. We'll let it go this time. Remember all the Black Lives Matter dirtballs who were turned loose without charges across the country after all that rioting? The school boards were important. They remain important. They are the most important thing. We should not turn our back on these DAs. They are critical. Let's talk to John Hayward of Breitbart about the doomsday Democrats next. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Joining me now is national security, deputy national security expert with Breitbart, John Hayward. Uh, John, first of all, what was that music? That was awful.
4: (laughs) Well, I said I have great taste in music. I love everything, so I'll take anything. (laughs) All right, you know
0: what? Then that's what you got, John. That's why they picked something terrible, because you didn't pick something specific. These producers we have on this show are just bad people. All right, John. These Democrats. Obviously Tuesday, if you're an elected Democrat in this country, was quite a wake up call. And I think you, a normal thinking human being or me, would have watched what happened on Tuesday and we'd say, Whoa, man, I should probably make some adjustments. I should I should back off. But they don't seem like they're backing off, John. Why?
4: No, I don't think they're going to, and I think part of this is going to come from the Democrat leadership. And they're telling these people, this is our chance to remake America forever. And losing a few of your seats that you're probably going to lose anyway, the way the polls are looking, is a small price to pay for grabbing trillions of dollars, for grabbing the power to restructure the American economy, bring the American middle class to its knees forever. There will never be a middle class the way your parents remember it if the Democratic Party gets its way. And that's worth losing an election they did it with Obamacare when Obamacare went through they rammed it down our throats it was hideously unpopular it was a disaster they remember the election in Massachusetts they supposedly lost the votes they needed but they held together and said you know what we're gonna get creamed in the next election but it's worth it to shove Obamacare in there and have it be forever be unrepealable a permanent change to America and that's what happened they got killed in the next elections they got killed in the election after that and then and they came back and they got Obamacare. It was worth it. And that's the way they think. I think that's the way they're thinking now. It's kamikaze time. They're going to get what they want and they know they're going to lose seats and that's okay because they'll be back eventually.
0: Okay, so explain this to me then. I understand the hive mind mentality of these communists, and I hate them for it, but in the end, aren't we all at least a little bit selfish? I mean, I know I'm extremely selfish. If I'm Congressman Jerkwater in 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 an up-in-the-air district right now, and I'm facing loss, I want to stay in Congress. Don't I want to stay in Congress, John?
4: I think they would have the most trouble with this strategy with the Democrats that think they have a chance of hanging on. If you're one of those guys, you're in a purplish district and you might win, but it's not looking so great. You might be nervous about going off the cliff because you think you have a chance to hold your seat and you really don't want to lose it. But the leadership could come to you and Nancy Pelosi, she's leaving. You know, She's not going to be around much longer. She wants her legacy and she can come to you and say, you're probably going to lose anyway. Your odds aren't great and you'll be taken care of. If you lose your seat and you're out of Congress, you're set for life. The party will take care of you. You'll get a job on MSNBC. You'll get a job in the bureaucracy. You'll get a job at a think tank. We'll make sure you're set forever if you take this bold step. They did that with Obamacare. A lot of Democrats got killed in the Obamacare elections because the American people were furious at them. They're okay. None of them's poor. None of them's hungry. They they all got jobs. They all got sinecures. They're they're all fine. So I think that's the, the pitch they're going to make to them. And I think the most resistance will be the Those few Democrats that are really on the margins in the polls and think they've got a chance if they just hang in there and don't go along for the ride. But you know if the rest of the caucus votes for gigantic spending bills the country doesn't like, you're you're not going to save yourself by saying no. Your voters are not going to reward you as the one Democrat who didn't sign on the spendapalooza.
0: Now John, I mean maybe this is a bad example because we ended up winning that war, but that reminds me of facing the Japanese in World War II. If they're willing to die, I realize we're talking about politics here, not physically die, but if they're willing to die for it, how are we supposed to combat that?
4: It is difficult, and it's tricky to be in this position. And that's what I think the American people don't understand. They think, the American people do, that if they elect people and they don't do a great job and they do things you don't like and things don't go well, well, you're going to throw the fear of God into them by voting them out of office. You're going to express your displeasure, and your politicians are going to say, gosh, we're sorry we took a long turn there. We're going to pull back from the brink. That is not how socialists think. Socialists think the long game. They think in terms of putting down permanent markers grabbing power and money they will never give back. And you can't intimidate them by telling them you're going to vote them out of office in the next election because they're playing a bigger game than that. So I think that's a huge mistake on the part of the electorate to think that you can discipline politicians by threatening to take their job away in the next election when the politician may think there are things we can get from you, that we can take away from you forever that are worth losing a couple of seats, and we'll take that trade every day.
0: John, why are they after the middle class? You mentioned in the very beginning how they're trying to destroy the middle class, trying to destroy the middle class. Explain what the end game is there.
4: The middle class is a big problem for socialists because they have money, and they're part of capitalism. They, they believe in capitalism. They benefit from it. They have investments. They have 401Ks. They buy stocks. They might be entrepreneurs. They start small businesses. So they've got a, a deep association with capitalism, but they also have numbers. There's lots of them. The middle class is huge. It has voting strength in every state. You can't win elections as it stands right now if the middle class unites and says it doesn't like your platform. And for that reason, the hard left knows the middle class has got to go. It's the great enemy of socialism and communism and fascism and all the other isms because of that combination of money and economic interest. So they're going to take the economic interest away. Look at everything they're doing to you right now. Unemployment is high. Wages are falling. Inflation is skyrocketing. Gas is getting more expensive. Food's disappearing off the shelves. You can't buy a house anymore. You can't rent a property anymore because they screwed up the rental property system in the country with their edicts. dictates everything they're doing is designed to take away your independence and make you more dependent on government you may still have the trappings of middle-class life you may have some of the benefits but they will now be provided by the state not earned by you they need to sever your connection to capitalism before they can attack it
0: again speaking with john hayward of breitbart john explain to me this then And this confuses a lot of people out there now. If you're a mega wealthy person, our mega wealthy overwhelmingly seem to be supportive of these communists now. And people simply can't merge those two worlds. It doesn't make any sense. They're they're attacking your wealth. They're attacking wealth itself. And yet you're supporting them. Why?
4: when you have wealth on that scale, you're not that worried about income taxes. You have bigger fish to fry. You can protect yourself from the consequences of rapacious big government and you can benefit from it. Your friends in big government, if you have the right politics, you say the right things, you support the right causes, you maybe donate to the right candidates, your friends in politics can do a lot for you. And one of the best things they can do is crush your opposition. They can drop these huge regulatory burdens on small up-and-coming challengers that will obliterate them And make it so that nobody can challenge the titans of industry. Nobody can challenge Amazon. Nobody can challenge Walmart. Nobody can challenge the big guys because the big guys can afford the burden of socialist government and the little guys can't. So that's one of the reasons the big guys are surprisingly left. If you don't pay attention to this stuff, and you always thought the fat cats were all a bunch of Republicans, and then you find out all the richest, most powerful business magnets in the country are left-wingers, it, it seems like a mind-blowing discovery to you. But that's one of the reasons why. They, they have a lot of interest in political power, which they buy by making these donations, and they love what politicians can do for their businesses by supporting their businesses with political power and money.
0: John, isn't the Democratic Party, we've only got about a minute here left, aren't they going into the wilderness, though? Joe Biden clearly is not going to be functional around much longer. Kamala Harris is about as likable as rotted milk. And Pete Buttigieg is the only other young, energetic Democrat out there. What's the plan for the future if you're them?
4: Well, they don't seem like they have a very deep bench. And I mean, Kamala will become the president if something happens to Joe Biden, and they will make you accept it and like it. There's not much you can do about it. So they're not too worried about the next couple of years. The next election could be a different story. And they they don't really have a deep bench of candidates right now to tap. So I think they're going to start working on that. They're going to start trying to build up the next generation of young superstars for the Democratic Party. I don't know if they're going to succeed.
0: Highly recommend you go read his stuff. I read everything he writes. John Hayward of Breitbart. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you.
4: Thanks very much
0: for having me on. Look, we've been talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. We've been talking about all the craziness out there right now. Just just promise me something. Promise me you'll do something to protect yourself with, whatever that may be. Whatever it may be, protect yourself. It's crazy out there right now. That's why I tell you about Hero Gun all the time. I mean, you don't need special training. The dagon thing has a laser sight on it. You're going to hit what you're aiming at. You don't need a concealed carry permit for it. It's only about the size of your cell phone. It's not some big cumbersome thing, but it does work. It shoots these brutal pepper pepper balls 100 miles per hour. It does work. The stories people tell me, this thing saves lives. You got people you love? Get them one of these. Good Christmas gift, too. Go to Hero2020.com. That's Hero2020.com. Use the code JESSE at checkout. It's going to get you a special discount. Remember, state restrictions may apply. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday. Before I forget, if you missed John Hayward or me going off about Yuri Bezmenov and all the rest of this stuff, the whole show is available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes on itunes leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome i am i'm gonna have to make my way because i'm stuck in dc for a couple days i mean we do have a really cool really cool veterans day event to do for tunnel to towers tomorrow but then when that's done i'm still stuck in dc i'm gonna have to try to find a meal in this town everywhere everybody's vaccinated this and masked that and I, I feel like a stranger in a strange land chris get to some emails. Dear Dr. Jesse, Oracle of Truth and Knowledge, Chris. Yes, the headline is accurate. My wife is a liberal with TDS. But dare I say, she, she may actually be starting to open her eyes, even if she won't outright admit it. There are three things opening her eyes. One, seeing what is going on in the schools, she even admitted to me this past week, Why are schools teaching the kindergartners the transgender thing? We live in a very liberal area of Michigan in the amount of pure insanity with it. She will read me stuff from the mom Facebook groups, the mom Facebook groups about people asking for doctors who will support their six year old transitioning and seeing 65 replies with people giving names of doctors all in support. It's stuff like that. She's even saying that's pretty insane. Let's pause there for a brief moment because he actually makes a couple really big points on this one. I don't know. That's one of the ones that the whole trans thing. That's one of the ones I genuinely feel like started five minutes ago and just took over everything. That one came out of left field for me. Even for a a card-carrying liberal, a hard-left liberal, we're encouraging now children to change their genders? Parents, think think how much you love your child. I mean, you know I'm a bad dad, right? I admit that. But man, I love my little buddy so much. I hung out with them again all night last night. I just love being around them, talking to them. I love hearing them talk to me about their dumb stuff they do. I love hearing them stay up late at night after I put them to bed and threaten them with their lives if they stay up. And then, of course, I catch them staying up playing every night. I love them. I know I'm not a good dad, but I love them. So that's how a parent feels about their kids. Imagine looking at your child who you love and saying, honey, oh, you feel like you're a girl today? Let's get you down to the doctor so he can inject you with a bunch of puberty blockers and make you a woman. What What level of mental illness is that? What is that? Doesn't that feel like that just got here? Because you know that's not okay, right? You know these people are nutballs. Anyway, I'm going to keep going on. Two. Her stepdad's family, I love this, has some members insisting we do Thanksgiving outside, spread out six feet apart, with masks on, in Michigan. (laughs) Combine this with the insanity of children's activities for our three-year-old being masked and her refusing to have our daughter partake in that, that has been eye-opening. The coronavirus cult has been something that i i've been following since the very beginning i know you've been following it too and obviously i'm horrified by it and saddened by what happened to the country and all that stuff's true but I, honestly this is going to sound so bad but i mean what what do i say that isn't offensive so let me just come right out and say it have you ever been to a zoo i'm sure you've probably been to a zoo and you get to the zoo and you get to the, the something like the monkey enclosure And sometimes the monkeys will be playing and they'll be throwing things at each other or just yelling some nonsensical stuff and just doing a bunch of dumb monkey stuff, right? They're monkeys. And you're sitting there on the outside of the glass and you're just observing and you're kind of shaking your head with a kind of half smile on your face thinking, these these crazy monkeys, man, look at these things. It's kind of fun to watch them just be crazy monkeys. That's how I look at these coronavirus people now. And I know that's bad. I know... don't lecture me. I know it's bad. That's how I look at them. People have become in love with this. I don't think I, I, I could be wrong about this cause this is not how my mind works. I don't think for a lot of these people, for most of these people, I don't think it's fear anymore. I think they've grown to love it. I think they want to be servants. I think they want to very much appear virtuous in front of other people. They think they want to appear virtuous. I think that's a big part of it. And I think they love that standing six feet away from your loved ones at Thanksgiving with a mask on. I think they love putting those pictures up on social media. So their crazy communist neighbors will look and say, oh, look at, look at her. Isn't that so sweet with her nine cats? How much she cares about coronavirus? I, that's awesome. I, I really think that's what it is. I had a long talk with uh, one of my bosses today, one of the corporate suits type. Don't worry about it. Oh, no, I'm not in trouble. I know whatever. Every time I, every time I bring that up, everyone thinks I'm in trouble. All right Shut up, Chris. I'm not in trouble. I'm really genuinely not. It was all good, but it was, just, it was a casual conversation with the boss and he lives in one of these nutball blue areas and he said, Jesse, you can't imagine how it is. He said, I'm friends with some of these people, personal friends, and they'll come over and have a steak, glass of wine, just normal stuff. And they'll tell me in private how crazy they think the masking of kids is and forced vaccination on people or they lose their job. And he said, you don't understand, Jesse, these are card carrying Democrats. They'll vote Democrat every election for the rest of humankind or for the rest of of, of their time on this planet. He said, they tell me we have these conversations because they're friends privately. They know it's all crazy. But the second they step out, they act as if they're just as insane as everyone else. And he said, I swear to you, it's a shame thing. They don't want to be put to shame by their other communist friends. It's a virtue thing. They want to look as if I'm on the front. Of course, I'm on the front lines of coronavirus. I, I don't want anyone to die. I think mandate. I think you should have to have a vaccine mandate to breathe. See how much I care? It's a big part of it. It's a big part of it, which, again, that, doesn't that show you something else? Don't we, as a country, don't we have a courage problem? We're doing things we know to be wrong because we're scared of what people might say to us? Isn't that really bad? Hang on to that, because the guy made the two points I already brought up. He made a third point, and I think there are a lot of converts coming. Hang on. Kelly show, final hour on a Wednesday. Uh, let me again remind everybody if there's anybody in the DC area, you want to come say hi tomorrow. I'm gonna be at the Lincoln Memorial like 1245, one-ish for a Veterans Day event there. The great organization, Tunnel to Towers, is putting it on. We're reading the names of of everybody who gave their life in Iraq and Afghanistan. It'll be a very good event. Um, an important event. Remember, it's not not a celebration. It's not a campaign event. It's certainly, certainly not about me or any of that. It is a way we are going to go honor the people who gave so much. So if you're in the area you want to pop in, feel free to pop in tomorrow. Happy to say hi to anybody. One more day and then back to Texas, a place of some sanity. I will tell you, I'm going to get to the third thing on this email. In case you missed it, I'm going through this email. This guy wrote about his wife was a liberal, but she's starting to come around. But one thing that hit me today is I was flying in over DC and this has hit me before flying into this town and I don't know how to I don't I don't know how to exactly describe why you can see the money but you can see the money when you look out the window as the planes coming over DC Northern Virginia you can just tell Everything is brand new and nice and expensive and one of the first times that was revealing to me Was back when the recession hit and it hit really hard and that was one of the first times in my life Where I was driving around and there were all these Businesses closing going out of business you'd have these strip centers these little strip malls and they would be empty all of a sudden They'd be all empty and they were empty for a long time And I, you kind of start seeing the 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 things aren't going that well around you, and I had to go to D.C. because I was running for Congress back then, and we flew in for D.C. flew into D.C. for something, and I'd never been. That was my first time ever been, and everything was rich, and every every road was newly paved or being paved, and every building was immaculate. And that was when I really, really, really started to hate this place. That was when I started to hate this place. How unjust is that? Alright, back to the email here before. He I already went over two points for why his wife he thinks might be coming around. The first was the transgender kid stuff. The second was the family wanting to sit outside and six feet apart with masks on for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and the third, this is not actually something we should smile about because it's going to be terrible. But the third is something that is coming, coming for all of us. You just heard about the inflation over 6% already. I I mean, that is realize what that means over 6% inflation. We don't have to use fancy words like inflation. What that means is this. You got called in the office by your boss and he gave you a 6% decrease in pay. That's what it means. Every dime you have, every dime I have, we just went down in value by six percent. Uh, I don't know about you, but ouch! Right? That that would uh, that would hurt. And it's coming for all of us. So here. Most recently, it has been inflation. Today, I told her when she complains to me the shelves are empty and the prices are insane, I'm simply going to hold my hand up and make a pouring motion. I can say I told you so or whatever I want, but this hand gesture simply means to pour it on. She voted for this and hopefully if they keep pouring it on she will realize the error in her ways. I'm still married and think there's hope of her coming to the good side. We are currently looking at red states to move to. She won't admit it's a red state, but we both know that's what those states are and the fact they are red is the reason why. Sorry for the length of the email. I hope I got to the point, though. It says I can read his name. His name is Drew Drew. I never read emails that are that long, certainly not on the air, but they were all such good points. You got the whole daggone thing read huh? <laughs> to the whole country. How about that? But look, I wish there was a different way for human beings to learn things than pain. But the truth is, I, I, that's such an ugly thing to say, but the truth is, for most of us, myself included, th- isn't that the most effective way to learn? You don't like it. I don't like it. But it is how we are. It's who we are. Now, for my kids, my kids, we used to spank our kids when they were little. We don't do it anymore. That Frankly, they're They're really, really good kids, and I don't know how that happened, but they're they're just probably getting too old for it, and they're good kids. It never never warrants it, so not physical pain, but if one of my sons screws up, what am I going to do? I'm going to find something that's important to him that means a lot to him. Frankly, a a, a whap on the rear end wouldn't do it for him anymore. I'm going to find something that means a lot to him, and I'm going to take it away. I'm going to take it away so he hurts. Because where there is pain, there is learning. And I'm not better than that. That's how I've had to learn my whole life. Remember remember this. When I graduated high school, I went to college because that's what you're supposed to do, right? Everyone go to college. That's what you're supposed to do. I got a 0.0 grade point average my first semester. I did marginally better the second semester, but I was there to have fun and partied up and woohoo, life is good. I, as an 18-year-old man, that's how old I was then, man, I I had a lot of growing up to do, and I knew it, and I had to find a way at 18 to get that growing up done. Well, that's why I walked down to the Marine Corps recruiting office. I, I didn't even walk in, didn't even knock on the door of Army, Navy, Air Force. I walked right into the Marine Corps recruiting office and told the recruiter, sign me up, I'm in. I knew I needed pain, I needed misery, and there was a lot of it and, and, and look I'm glad people let's talk about let's talk about, let's talk about me. <laughs> let's talk about me for a second. I'm glad people love the show. honestly, I'm glad you love the show. I, I can't believe people love the show and I definitely can't believe that many people love it, but I'm glad you do. but you understand, I mean, you probably do. The only reason you love the show is because my life sounds like your life. Now, I realize we laugh and it's funny and we have, we have fun with things, but that's because I've had to go through a lot of failure in my life in order to get me ready to hopefully make your day better for 15, 20 minutes at a time, however long you listen. I mean, that didn't – I could never have done an entertaining radio show at 25. Couldn't have done one at 30. I had to screw things up a lot, and I've screwed things up a lot. I, not just the obvious things, losing congressional runs. I've been out of work. You ever been out of work? Man, that is uh, – when you're sitting there and you're watching bills pile up and you don't have any money coming in, I'll tell you, you start asking yourself some hard questions, some hard questions. Pain is how we grow. So back to the guy's email. Yeah, you have a bunch of people out there. Joe Biden rocks. I love Democrats. I'm a Democrat forever, baby. Woohoo. Socialism rules. I think you're going to find not all of them, because there are some that are truly committed. I think you're going to find more and more of them maybe starting to come around, maybe starting to ask questions, because pain has a way of waking us up, doesn't it? When you all of a sudden can't fill up your car with gas, so you're not going to visit your mother at Christmas time, that has a way of making you ask why. When you can't afford the ground beef you normally buy so you can cook during the week, that has a way of making people ask why, what's going on. And let's just be clear with everybody, with everybody, people on the left and people on the right, don't give out hall passes, no hall passes you want to know why we have inflation? Because we got a virus, coronavirus, and we decided we were going to stop the economy from moving in response to a virus. By the way, that's insane. Other nations do not do that. Now, I realize they do it now, but nations throughout history have not done that. They would never consider it. That's that's crazy. It's crazy talk. Even during the, like the Spanish flu, it was optional. People opted not to come to work, but of course the the factory stayed open, you got bills to pay. It's 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 crazy. So we chose to shut the place down. Then we shut the place down and started printing money by the trillions and just chucking it at the economy. Well that's gonna create inflation. You can't you can't just print trillions of dollars in unbacked currency and then have some idiot government boob bureaucrat throw it at the economy like a monkey with a handful of poop and think that that's going to create anything other than inflation. Of course. And then you get these idiots like Joe Biden in there passing trillion dollar bills that are going to make everything worse and raise taxes. Of course you're going to have inflation. This didn't happen by accident. It's not just, this is just the way it goes. Man, this is, this happened on purpose. Why do you think, why do you think I've encouraged you so many times to buy gold? I, I Call Oxford Gold Group. I've told you about them. Get gold, real gold, gold delivered to your front door. Not an email saying you have some gold somewhere. Not to, uh, oh, honey, look, it looks like they're holding gold for us. No, they will mail gold to your front door. This inflation Over 6% now, this doesn't get better from here. There's no indication this gets better anytime soon. These people are gonna keep ruining the value of your dollar. Call Oxford Gold Group today and tell them Jesse told you to call. They will take special care of you. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Call Oxford Gold Group. Get something of value in your hands that is not subject to the whims of Congress or the president or bureaucrats or anybody. Gold. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. Tell them Jesse told you to call. What, Chris? We can make jokes. It's fine. You got that right. The Jesse Kelly Show.
2: Get
0: the Jesse Kelly Show. I've, I apparently have developed some habits doing radio with Chris that are bad. And I know everyone's going to blame Chris for that. And for the most part, that's true. But when I'm ready to start talking after the music, I'm used to pointing to Chris because he's always right there. Well, right now I'm speaking from Washington, D.C. So if I said a little different, that's why. Chris is back in Houston. I would never bring him along on a trip. Can you even imagine how annoying that would be? Well, when I'm ready to talk, when I'm ready to talk, I actually point now, only there's there's nobody here. I'm pointing at the wall, and now there's actually someone in the window next door, and they keep looking over here at me, and I'm having to try to explain that I'm actually doing okay. I'm I'm not on LSD. I promise I I I am talking to other people. I'm talking on other people. <laughs> no, I listen, these people in this country. They are trying to wreck it. They're trying to wreck the place. That's why I've been so adamant about taking steps to protect yourself and why we have to operate in a different way now. We have to be more forceful more direct we have to attack now because we're entering a different era you know the kyle rittenhouse things all over the news today and what you'll see a ton of there's a ton of this from not just people on the left you're seeing a lot of this of people on the right now most people watching the trial left and right realize okay this whole thing's a sham so what you're getting from the right is a lot of this i promise you you're gonna laugh when i say it, cause I know you've heard it a thousand times today well i mean he shouldn't have he shouldn't have been there but i'm just i'm i am just i does not look like he did anything wrong it doesn't look like he committed a crime i wish he wasn't there he shouldn't have been there I, he definitely shouldn't have been there guys what why shouldn't he have been there? A man has an obligation, an obligation before God and his country to protect. I I don't care how old fashioned that sounds. Fellas, look at yourself in the mirror. Why do you think your shoulders are bigger than hers? I mean, with, with some exceptions, but you understand what I'm saying. Why do you think God made men with more muscle mass, bigger shoulders, stronger legs, stronger hips? Do you think he did that so you can go pump iron? Not that there's anything against pumping iron. Do you think he did that so you could look good in a little banana hammock down on the beach? No. God built you that way because it is part of your obligation to protect. Now, no, that does not mean you have to go down and become a Navy SEAL tomorrow. I'm not saying that at all. I'm I'm not saying that but someone breaks in your home tonight, and your wife is there, you better be the first one out of bed protecting. That's your job. And part of that job, as a man, means protecting your society as well. You have an obligation to protect your society from animals. If Antifa, Black Lives Matter animals, come to my town in Texas, which we all know would never happen because everyone there is armed to the teeth. They'd probably be arrested before they got in, but even if they came to my town and started torching small businesses, hurting people, whether that's my business or not, I will be there with a weapon in my hands protecting my community. Not because I have some desire to hurt anyone or see anyone hurt, but I definitely will hurt somebody if it means protecting my community from animals. What Kyle Rittenhouse did was good, it was right. It's something you shouldn't scoff at. Oh, I wish he wasn't there. It makes me uncomfortable. And look, look, I understand how where people come from, especially you know mother types on that. I've got two sons. They're not that far away from 17. Would I be excited to watch them grab a weapon and head out towards the Black Lives Matter protest? No, I'd be nervous. I'd be worried for them, but I wouldn't stop them either. I'd be dang proud as they walked out that door weapon in hand. I'd be saying to myself, man, I must have messed around and accidentally raised men here. That's what men do. We have a courage problem in this country, politically, physically. Oh, we just talked about it just a second ago about how people are the, in private, they, they, they know these things are wrong and this is wrong and I know it's wrong and it's terrible. But then in public, they'll come out and, and they'll take the complete opposite stance because, well, I, I can't have my neighbor yelling at me on Facebook. What? We have a courage problem. You're uncomfortable with a 17-year-old man picking up a weapon and protecting his community from communists? I say that's your problem. I say put down the keyboard and get to the range. This is ridiculous, the things I'm seeing now. We have got to buck up, Buttercup. These people, these people are playing for keeps, man. Who do you think you're dealing with here? Do you think you're going to live and let live your way out of this? Listen to this human being. Chris, play number one. This person, it's not some college professor. This is the nominee to be the comptroller of the currency in the United States of America. Listen to this person. For
2: certain uh, troubled industries and firms that are in transitioning. And here, what I'm thinking about is primarily coal industry and oil and gas industry. A lot of the smaller players in that industry are uh, going to probably uh, go bankrupt in in short order. At least we want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle climate change, right?
0: That's the potential comptroller of the currency saying, not in private even, this is somebody so committed to destroying everything you love She's saying that into a video camera, knowing it will be broadcast everywhere, her stated goal is to bring your economy to ruin. When you say you want oil, gas, and coal to go away, you are saying you want mass death. Tens of millions, probably hundreds of millions of people. That would be the result of eliminating coal, gas, and oil. That's what the result would be. Look around you all of it is made possible by that that's what you're up against and you're uncomfortable because a 17-year-old man picked up a weapon and went to protect his community you should be uncomfortable if you live in that area you should be uncomfortable you weren't standing right beside him that's what you should be uncomfortable about my goodness buck up buttercup have had about enough of this All right, we're going to talk about Nancy Pelosi, and we'll make fun of her. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show because I'm not there with the production staff now. Every time that we get back from a commercial break, they have to tell me the mic is hot, so they just say hot into the microphone. Do you have any idea the kind of restraint it is taking me to, to not say, yes, I am, every single time. I've, you know what? I'm not holding back anymore. Next time you say it, that's what I'm saying. That's the kind of obnoxious person I am, and I don't, I don't hide from that. I don't hide from that. Nancy Pelosi slammed as a hypocrite for attending Ivy Getty's wedding maskless. First of all, uh, Chris, if you don't mind, would you play one of the greatest hits of the Speaker of the House, please? And,
1: and that's why I said that, yeah. We got it. We got it. <laughs> Thank you all very much. It's going to be a beautiful day. Perhaps I'll see you along the way. Hi. so I'll see you along the way. Think positively. Okay. <laughs> what in the world? Remember?
0: I mean, she clearly. But and I know everyone's forgotten this. I have not forgotten this. Right when Biden won the election, I mean, that's the one we pull out a lot. You know what? We're going to, we're going to pull out some of the older ones. Right when Biden won the election, Nancy Pelosi had a lot of these incidents. And towards the end of Trump's presidency, there were a lot of these incidents where she would come out. Where's the vodka? I mean, there, it was a lot. It wasn't once or twice. It was a lot. And then it started hitting the press like, uh, is the, is Nancy Pelosi okay? Do we need to <clears throat> get her some help or something? <laughs> and then she, I think she kind of cleaned up her act that kind of went away, but she'll still every now and then, hey, liquid breakfast time, baby. But anyway, she what what happened was there's a billionaire oil chick named Ivy Getty. I am going to do you the biggest favor I've ever done you before. Do not look up Ivy Getty's wedding i-v-y-g-e-t-t-y just just don't just don't know chris i really mean it don't look it up you see the absolute turbo freaks these people turn into when they have too much money and time on their hands i mean they're holding weeds or something it's just very odd and of course nancy pelosi is marrying them because man Who else would you want on that special day when you're marrying your bride forever and ever? Oh, who are we kidding? It'll last about 15 minutes. But setting all that stuff aside, of course, Nancy Pelosi's officiating the wedding, no mask on. And then she's caught in this big crowd of turbo freaks with no mask on. And now people are mad about it. Why are you still mad about it? Why can why is it so hard for people to accept the people who are actually in the know, the ones who are our quote leaders of society? They're not worried about coronavirus. They've been feeding you a pack of lies pretty much since the beginning. These people how, why do you think they've been caught a thousand times? And don't do that cop out with, uh, well, I mean, they're, they're vaccinated now. No, 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 no. From the very beginning. And I mean, from week one, when the, I remember it happened in Texas, week one, close everything down, shut down these businesses. We can't have anyone here. And then, uh, what was it? Beaumont, Texas. Beaumont, Texas shuts down everything like every other loser mayor in the country, shuts down the hair salons. Boom, gets caught at the hair salon week one. This stuff was going on across the country. Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, she remember she shut down the salons and then promptly got her crew cut worked on and got busted and came out and said, oh, well, I'm the, I'm the face of the city. Ooh, that gives me the shivers, but you get what I'm saying. These people knew very early on, and, and remember, I'm not a coronavirus denier. It's obviously a deadly disease, especially if you're old with pre-existing conditions, especially if you're fat. It really, really goes after obese people. I'm not a doctor. I don't know why, but it very obviously does. It, it can be dangerous. But the people in charge who were selling you on panic, hide, lockdown, destroy your livelihood, they're simply not worried about Coronavirus. They're not. People don't want to accept that, and I get it. Because man, that is a bitter pill to swallow, right? What What if all this was for nothing? But it was. And remember, remember, never, ever, ever use the. Well, it was. We had no choice. No countries have had. You realize your country, all countries really, they have pandemic plans already in place before they ever get pandemics this is standard fare for a country that's so you're not throwing together a plan just right off the bat oh okay uh someone got sick uh get bob we need a plan no no your country has a basic boilerplate pandemic plan all all countries do all civilized countries do you know this wasn't anybody's plan we didn't follow any plan at all We looked at what the communist totalitarian Chinese did, and we said, oh, I guess that's what we'll do. Madness, man. Madness. I can't believe where we are. Dear Oracle and Supreme Influencer of all talk radio callers. I've listened to talk radio for years. Recently, I've noticed a rise in a particular behavior among callers. More and more, these callers now get right to the point without all the typical pleasantries. Some of them even start out their comments by saying, I have three points to make and then proceed to rattle off their three points using numbers one, two, and three. I am certain these callers have been listening to you and are following your instructions on how to be a great caller so that I can use her name. Her name is Monica. Uh, For you new listeners of the show, don't bother calling in. I'm not taking any calls tonight or tomorrow night. I'm out of town. I I don't want to risk messing something up. Who knows? The phones are probably don't even work. All my phones are tapped here in D.C. or something like that. I don't know, but... For, for you new listeners of the show, when on the rare days where I take callers, not once or twice a week maybe, I don't do small talk. I don't allow it. No, hi, no, how are you, no, 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 no none of that stuff. Love the show, Jesse. When I go to you, get right to the point. This is why, the, the email's like this, this is why I do this, and this is why I do this with lots of things. This is why I'm what some people like Chris would say, rude. I would not say rude. I would say direct. I am direct because it, in the end, it makes life better for everyone. For everyone. Yes, I I realize I've hung up on 100 people by this point in time, probably at least 100 people. In fact, Chris, am I out of line in saying I've probably hung up on... Most callers that it's been the majority has it not the, the vast majority Chris says yeah at some point even the good callers you're getting hung up on you just people don't know when to end it so I just end it for you and I realize how rude that is I, I understand that can come off as rude I, I get it but haven't you enjoyed the calls on my show more than other shows that's not because I'm better it's because I'm a jerk When you're a huge jerk like I am and you don't have any feelings inside at all, when you're not worried about that kind of stuff, there's really no limit to what you can accomplish, Chris. If you would just learn from me and try to be like me as much as humanly possible, you too can (laughs) achieve this kind of greatness. Do you have any idea, this is an email question, why President Trump didn't fire Fauci? President Trump has made comments that he liked Fauci, and they got along well together. President Trump didn't fire Fauci because he liked Fauci, and she put a bunch of question marks on there. Uh, You know, I've I've talked briefly about this before. I'm going to talk about it. I'll tell you what. I'll give you a brief before I get to headlines. I'm going to do headlines in the next segment. Right before I get to that, I'm going to hit on this why didn't Trump fire Fauci thing. I I think it's actually pretty easy to explain. may hurt to hear a little bit, but it's true.
1: Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. It
0: is the Jesse Kelly Show. And, man, we're down to one more segment. That sucks. So I have a I have a lot to say still, Chris, and it's really really brilliant stuff to say on this Marine Corps birthday. Chris was just he was trying to give me stuff, trying to give me guff during the break, that I haven't brought up the Marine Corps birthday this hour because I may or may not have mentioned it once or twice. Happy birthday, Devil Dogs out there! I'm bringing it up again, Chris, and you know what? I'm going to get a beer after this, even though I'm by myself. Actually, I. You know what? That's even better. I'm going to get a beer by myself in Washington, D.C., and I'll probably get kicked out of the bar for not having a mask on or not being vaccinated. I'll go drink on the street corner. I don't care. I'll be a total bum about it. The email question before I get to headlines was this. Why didn't Trump fire Fauci? I get some version of this a lot. And, you know, I've been very critical of Donald Trump's personnel decisions because they're not defensible. But still, like President Trump a lot, thought he overall he did a really good job as president. I do waver back and forth on the Fauci thing because of this. There's no question he should have fired Dr. Fauci right away. I would like to imagine if I was sitting there, the second Fauci brought up shutting down the economy for a virus, that I would have fired him right away. But remember, Donald Trump is a germaphobe. He is a known germaphobe. You even see him out there today, just—I mean—pushing the vaccine really, really hard all over the place. Even though that's not what a lot of his base wants to see, that's not what a lot of his base wants to see. He's doing it anyway. I think sickness and germs. I think we all have our thing that affects that affect us unique uniquely. We all have a thing. Donald Trump's thing is sickness and illness and germs and you're never gonna convince me and I don't well I did have people inside the Trump White House. I, I didn't get confirmation on this I don't like pumping them for information like that if I feel like a gross reporter when I do that uh, So I've never confirmed this. This is just a theory of mine. I think The germ thing sickness thing. I think it freaks Trump out, too. That's what I think
1: all right and now
2: headline go oh, you know the, you know the thing
1: headlines we didn't get to
0: headline Jefferson statue voted out of city hall headed to the New York Historical Society I just want to hate to bring up old stuff I just I just want to bring this up again um remember when the street animals Antifa and Black Lives Matter street animals were going after things like robert e lee statues in the south and you remember when i stood up and said don't you dare tear down a single statue in fact whenever they attack one you should build more of that same one because it has nothing to do with your statues it has everything to do with destroying every part of your history because that's what communists have always done remember when i said that and i remember when the Lickspittle gop losers like lankford in oklahoma got up and said, well, I think we should change military base names. And there were a few of us warning it was never going to stop with Robert E. Lee because it had nothing to do with the Confederacy. Yeah. We're still removing statues of Thomas freaking Jefferson because the communist never stops, never slows down. He only has one direction forward at all times. Headline, dead Brooklyn residents vote in a tight city council race. Remember this, whatever you think about the 2020 election, whatever you think about it, doesn't matter. One thing is an absolute fact. The biggest craziest, most delusional conspiracy theorist in the United States of America is the one who told you there was no cheating. It was the safest, best election ever. There was no cheating. We can argue about the scale of the cheating, whether it was widespread and decided the election, whether it was on a smaller scale, we can argue about that. But people from big cities, especially cities like New York, Chicago, and Philadelphia, people who've lived and worked in elections in those cities will simply tell you cheating by Democrats, it's part of every election. It's what they do. It's what dirty... Moralist people do—they cheat in elections. This is not new. Headline: Kyle Rittenhouse testifies in his own defense, breaks down on the stand. That was a rough moment today. I don't know if people saw it. He broke down and started crying when he was discussing what happened. Uh, do keep in mind that is—it's not an easy thing to take human life, especially for a 17-year-old who was there to help, but you end up taking some life and. Well, at least they were pedophiles. Headline, House Democrats block consideration of a bill to prevent taxpayers from paying $450,000 to illegal immigrants. You can get mad at the Democrats for this, but and you probably should. I certainly am. But also keep in mind, Democrats, when they get elected, they spend every waking moment trying to super serve their base, trying to reward the people who elected them. When Republicans get elected, they spend every waking moment trying to placate the people who hate their guts while giving a little bit of lip service to those whack jobs on the right wing base. That is the difference. Democrats embrace their base, go all in for their base. Republicans, Washington, D.C., elected Republicans, they're deeply, deeply ashamed of theirs. That's the difference. Headline. Build Back Better, that's Biden's stupid bill name, would make a US would make US income tax rate the highest in the developed world. We are going to pull trillions of dollars out of the private sector at a time when we already have runaway inflation, a supply chain crisis, real issues going on. We're choosing this exact moment in time To pillage the American taxpayer? Again, I'm going to ask, if you were trying to destroy the United States of America, tell me one thing you'd be doing differently than what they're doing. Headline, Biden administration sends notices to appear to tens of thousands of illegal immigrants inside the U.S. That's a notice to appear in court. Um, Yeah, that doesn't work. Anybody who's ever been involved in these courts or knows anyone involved in these courts will tell you, yeah, about 95% of them don't show up to notice to appear. That doesn't do anything. Headline, Cruz tells students of Texas that he tells students Texas may try to secede if things become hopeless. boy, Teddy. Way to come on around. I'm with you, Ted. I'm with you till the end. Let's get out of this bad boy. All right. We're going to have more fun tomorrow. You'll have more fun than I will. But, I mean, it is what it is. (laughs) That's all.